Monica and Danae. We are wellness and lifestyle bloggers who never want you to have to say, oh well, when it comes to your health. Giving simple wellness tips for the everyday girl. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Oh Well Podcast. I'm Monica, and I'm here with my carefree co-host, Danae. Hi. Hello. Guys, how many of you have been on a diet this year? Ugh. Ugh. And how many of you are starting a new one? Ugh. Ugh. I hate the word diet. To me, diet (laughs) equals failure. Who can sustain diets? (laughs) Like, no. I mean, especially like those super restrictive ones. Not me, anyways. Mm -mm. No, we don't believe in diets over here, but we do believe Mm. in lifestyle changes. Today, Danae and I are going to go over some of the more popular diets right now, one diet to get yourself in check, and how you can make both of those and all of them a lifestyle change. Yes. Yes. The D word. Mm-mm. 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 And I know some of y'all are listening like, but I'm on the keto plan. And I'm like, listen, I ain't knocking you. I am not dissing you because I know we got to do what we got to do. We are also not recommending or not recommending Mm -hmm. that you do any of these necessarily because we're going to dive a little bit deeper into it. But everybody is so individual. So... Yeah. We just want to break it down. Some of you listening may not know what some of the current diets are. No. So I'm going to break it down pretty easily with some definitions for you. Okay, Monica? Awesome. Sounds good. Sounds like a good time. I'm going to hit you first with the keto diet. Okay. The ketogenic diet. Everybody's on keto. (laughs) Everybody and my sister, I don't have a sister, is on keto. So the ketogenic diet is a high fat, adequate protein, low carb diet that... And medicine is used primarily to treat, which is interesting, people might not know this, difficult to control epilepsy in children. Did you know that? I did not know that. That keto was actually, like, that's a diet that actually helps with that. (laughs) Anyway, the diet forces the body to burn fats rather than carbs. So high fat, high fat, lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on there. And people get into this, like, ketogenic phase um, but that's that's kind of a simple breakdown of you, keto. You got to do like strips though, right? Like, mm-hmm. or they recommend you do like little pH strips, yeah. or you know, or when you're gonna know when you're in this ketogenic phase, right? And when you hit that ketogenic phase, is when you burn the fat, right? Sounds very complicated to me. <laughs> it is, but because it's also a lot of like measuring and weighing, like you have to be pretty on top of it. Yeah. I think to to maintain this kind of diet and I definitely don't think it's something that is maintainable or sustainable for a long period of time. It's actually not healthy to do this for a long period of time. So, it is you got to be careful with it, okay? Okay. The next one I'm going to talk to you about is paleo. And I've done mm-hmm. actually paleo um, frequently, I mean, I'll like enter, you know, I'll be like every few months, oh, we're going to do paleo. It's a diet based on the types of food presumed to have been eaten by early humans or our ancestors, mm. consisting chiefly of meat, fish, veggies, fruit, and then it will exclude dairy or grain products and especially processed foods. So that's not too bad. I'm not. So basically, if your caveman didn't eat it, you're not. Yeah, eat it. you're not going to eat it, right? <laughs> so it's not too bad, but what when you start getting into it, you really have to look at a lot of the ingredients when you're buying stuff. A lot of times they have paleo um, centric uh, companies out there that have made like dressings and stuff like that that right. it makes it helpful. But that's just kind of the breakdown of paleo. The next one is vegan or veganism, so which is a stricter form of vegetarianism. Like vegetarians, vegans don't eat any animals that have been killed and also avoid animal products altogether. So that means no eggs or dairy products and usually no honey either. And yeah. I will say, if you're a true vegan, like you, a lot of times it's more of like the heart of it. Like I don't like the fact that they're killing animals, so I'm not going to wear leather either. I'm right. not going to do these kind of things, right? And um, our car isn't going to have leather slate seats. Seats, yeah, <laughs> right? So, because all of this goes back to it, you guys, right? It's not yeah. just the diet we eat. It's also the products, the things we're wearing and the things we're using in our homes. The next one is veg- vegetarian. Yeah. The simplest definition of vegetarianism is a diet free of meat, fish, and foul flesh. Ooh, the mm. word flesh. Flesh. There are also, like, pescatarians who eat, who will eat fish and seafood, but no other meat. Okay. And then there's lacto-vegetarians who oh. will eat dairy products, but not eggs. Well, eggs is not a dairy product. But, <laughs> and then fruitarians who follow a diet that includes fruit, nuts, seeds, and other plant food. 
It's interesting. There's a lot out so there. So that you last guys. one would. So that last one would be. I What's mean, it's the difference. It's still a vegetarian, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. A fruitarian okay. is just a separate. It's another thing. I don't know. It's just. It's, it's just a different. It's, it's a different category. It. Okay, I get it. I get it's it. It's okay. a different category in this category, gotcha. right? The next one is plant based, which seems like vegetarian. <laughs> Do you guys see, this is a lot of, you know what I mean? It can get a little confusing because you're like, I thought that was that. That makes sense. That sometimes it's, like I said, just the spirit of it. Right. Whereas plant-based too, here's the thing that's interesting. You can be a vegan and eat processed food. Plant-based doesn't do that. Okay. Plant-based is a diet that focuses mostly on foods derived from plants, including vegetables, grains, nuts, seeds, legumes, and fruits. Obviously, no meat and or a few to no animal products. Some people who are plant based may use a, a few, but plant based is no processed foods. You're uh-huh. not eating that stuff that's packaged. So you're whole not, foods, essentially, yeah, right? basically just whole foods. So plant based sounds like it's vegetarianism, but it's not. It's a little bit different. I or veganism. Yeah, it's just like it's like I said. Sometimes it's kind of the spirit of it, where you know I'm a vegan. Um, or, you know, we're vegetarian, which is kind of like a vegan, but, you know, vegans usually, like I said, don't, who will opt out for, like, leather goods and things like that because the spirit of it is I don't want any animals harmed for anything. Right. But, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, kind of when you when you dive into all this, it's like, it sounds all very similar, but usually there's, like, a little thing that just differentiates it. And then the last one I'm going to talk about is the one that, I don't think a lot of people are doing this Atkins diet anymore, but there is a lot of low Oh, no. Carb. I know a lot of people Do are doing Atkins, yes. That is shocking to me. I know. But, hey. Anyway, <laughs> low carb. So, low carb diet limits carbs, right? So, such as those found in grains, starchy vegetables, and fruit. Emphasizes foods high in protein and fat. And many types of low carb diets exist, right? Each diet has a varying restriction on the types and amounts of carbs you can eat, but it's basically just, like, low carb. Yeah. So when you're talking about all these diets, I know it can get really confusing, especially when you get into like plant and vegan and vegetarian and pescatarian and like it gets crazy, right? Um, and like I said, like I said earlier, we're not advocating or telling you not to do any of these because you got to do what you got to do, but we just want to educate you and help you come up with some actual lifestyle changes that are sustainable. Yeah. If you're a vegan for the purpose that you are a vegan because it really means something to you. Like, that's your lifestyle. That's totally cool. And, like, I'm totally, I don't I don't dismiss that at all. Some of these other diets, though, can get a little scary when it becomes, like, keto and low-carb. Because there's something that's called bio-individuality. And what that means is we're all different. Yeah. We all need different things. A pregnant woman's diet is not going to be the same as somebody who is training for a marathon. Right. You just you need different things. That's where your bio individuality comes into play. Um, somebody who is diabetic is not going to be the same as somebody who's not. Right, right? like their diet is going to have to be consist different. of some different things. And what what I think gets really scary with the D word is we we jump on these bandwagons and we're like, I'm going to try that because I want to lose a few pounds X or whatever pounds, right? And what happens is they're not sustainable. A, A, they're not sustainable because at some point you go off of it. Yeah. (laughs) Or you you have a treat. Yeah. That's just it. You're like, I, you get on it, you lose all this weight, but then if you're, if you're not committed to it for the rest of your life, uh, the rest of your life, like the minute you get off of it. And I have seen this. It's done. You gain the weight back. If not more. Yes. Um, because your body's just like, whoa, what are you doing to me? Um, yeah. it, it, it's really crazy. And, but I also think that here's the thing. Not all these diets are made for you. You may think I want to lose a few pounds, but going keto might be throw everything out of whack in your body. You really yeah. need to have a little more information about your body. Maybe go get some blood tests yeah. and talk to somebody, maybe even a nutritionist. Hello. <laughs> Hello. About your body and figure out what your needs are because keto and low carb might not be for you. Maybe they are for you for a time, but again, we would like to try to train you and think and help you think of eating. I feel like eating has become a punishment for people. It's like, (sighs) 
I can't eat any of this and I can't do this. And it's like, I want to enjoy what I'm eating. I really do. But I think you need to be able to do things in moderation. What happens is we're eating the wrong kinds of foods, you know, like even things that are keto friendly or, you know, uh, low carb, like low carb packaged desserts. Like those are not good for you. Now They have so many, so much crap in them. It's counterproductive. Yeah, I was just going to say that the most of the problem is, guys, is that we're eating processed foods. Mm -hmm. We start cutting the, the that's the biggest thing. We stop eating processed food and you'll notice your body change because you're eating whole healthy foods and you can eat all whole healthy foods. You can eat whole whole healthy carbs. You can have quinoa and rice. Mm, Sweet potatoes. (laughs) You know, those are so good for you. You know, what's not good is fried rice from Panda Express or, you know. (laughs) Even though it has peas and carrots in it, guys, it's really not, it's not what you need. Um, And all of these processed foods, a lot of them have a ton of salt even if they don't have a ton of sugar, they have right. something in there that maybe is a sugar substitute. Preservative, yep. That is still really bad for you. So don't don't think that, oh, I got this 100-calorie pack of Oreos. I'm really doing it. It's Those are not good for you either. Nope. <laughs> I would rather you have an actual Oreo. I'd rather you have like three whole, full-fat, full-sugar Oreos. Oreos. Yes. Enjoy them. And call it a day. And call it a day, right? Instead of feeling like this deprivation. And that's what happens with these diets, right, Monica, is you feel deprived. Yeah. And at some point, you go to a birthday party and you're like, I just really want a scoop of ice cream, right? I'm not telling you to have a scoop of ice cream every night. That is not healthy. That's not healthy for anybody. Right. Your body doesn't need that. But if you are, if you do say, oh, I just want one of those little scoops, I feel like enjoy that. Enjoy it and move forward, right? But I think that the biggest thing for me is just for people to understand that you you yourself are very different. That me and Monica, we have different dietary needs. Yeah. We just do, right? Whereas yeah. something may totally be, she may be lactose intolerant or something, gluten, can't have gluten. Yeah. Whereas I might be able to have gluten, it doesn't bother me, right? So going on a gluten-free diet for me doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, you know, I may not be getting some of the nutrients that I actually need. So it's, it's really interesting, this whole idea of bio-individuality. I'm learning about it in school. And I, and I love, I've talked about Kelly Levesque. I know that you love her too, Monica. Yeah. I really like her approach. And if nobody's following, if, if you're not following her, we'll put her in the show notes. But she has this book called Body Love, and it's all about living and balancing and weighing what you want, right? Because it's really more than just a number on a scale as well. Yeah. And freeing yourself from food drama. We have so many... I'm going to call it limiting beliefs around food. Absolutely. We have so many things, whether you were told as a child, finish everything on your plate or you're fat or whatever you were told, everything comes back to this food that you're eating. So really, really quick, I wanted to just talk about Kelly and just and about her idea about living in balance. And, and in order to do that, we, in order to live in balance, we really want to have the right nutritional foundations in our life, okay? Yes. So that means, and this this is not a diet. This can be a lifestyle, Monica. Yes. Properly par- prepared, nutrient-dense, whole foods diet. Yes. Okay? And that, I love it. whole foods can include meats and things like that. I am not right. a vegetarian or vegan. I'm, I'm a big advocate for having fat in your diet, actually. It helps your brain. Like, you Absolutely. need that lubricant in your brain. And when people are on these low-fat diets... A lot mm-hmm. of them get sicker and sicker, yeah. And because they they're like, fog. "What's exactly you get print? You're tired, and mm-hmm. you're, you're going through these issues. You need some fat. Get that mm-hmm. grass." But I'm not talking. I'm not telling you to go get crappy fat. I'm telling you to go get that grass-fed butter fat. Yeah. Okay, like Avocado that's the hel- exactly fat. that's the healthy <laughs> stuff, right? Not these hydrogenated oils. Those are the opposite of what you need, right? That. That vegetable oil, if you have that, throw it out. Throw it out. Just get rid of it. It's probably rancid anyway. It's just yeah, bad The for only you. oils you should have is grapeseed oil, mm-hmm. olive That's oil. That's a good one. Coconut oil. Yep. It's probably about it. Yeah, olive oil. And, oh, olive oil. Yeah. And, and again, I say get the organic versions of those because, yeah. again, if you just get olive oil... It's, you know, if, if it's been sprayed with pesticides and then created, turned into this olive oil, it's not going to be as great for you, right? Yeah. 
But and just I just want to interject if you guys are listening to that and you're like, why is that so bad? Um, go ahead and to our friend Google mm-hmm. and start Googling. It's not so much where they're starting from, like vegetable oil or even like sunflower oil. It's the way that they're processed and pressed. Yeah. And what they're being processed and pressed with and what the end result is. And you would, you, yeah, maybe don't Google it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's I actually just, I just learned a ton about oils and it is, I was, I was like highlighting this book, Monica, like yeah. Iskander walked in and I was like, oh my God, my mind is blown. And you don't realize it's in all of your food. It's yeah. in all, you know, and it just, it can wreak havoc on the cells of your body. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So instead of, you know, these crazy diets, focusing, like I said, on a properly pre- prepared, nutrient-dense, whole food diet, these are some kind of guidelines that we could recommend. Consuming minimally processed, unrefined whole foods that are close to how they appear in nature. Yes. That's how you know you're getting something really healthy. So maybe yeah. that 100 calorie pack of Oreos, that's not going to be, no, nobody, there's no Oreo in nature. <laughs> no. So, you know, minimally But maybe processed. like a vanilla chocolate cake yeah. over and over, over an Oreo. Using a cacao, use, right? right? And <laughs> real vanilla from a pea pod, from a vanilla pea pod, from a vanilla pod. Yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff. Um Again, that are close to how they appear in nature. Eating a diverse range of local, seasonal, organic fruits and vegetables, right? Yes. And those are cheaper for you. We've talked about this, right? Going to a farmer's market or even just in the store. If you're trying to get strawberries in December in the Midwest, you're going to be paying an arm and a leg. And those have been flown in from who knows what country to make it to you. If you just can get that local seasonal organic fruits and vegetables it's just you're going to be and feel so much healthier yeah eat in eat in season that's always a great tip right it is strawberries are not in season in december but when they are in season then you eat all the strawberries and they're going to be packed with more nutrients right so that's really important another one that most people think don't think about soaking and sprouting your nuts seeds grains and legumes when appropriate, yes. to maximize their bioavailability of their nutrients. So I always soak my rice, <laughs> yeah. which you should. I do it 15 minutes. But a lot of people don't even realize that you can do this with beans and things like you that, should do right? You beans as well, yeah. And nuts, right? So mm-hmm. if you're going to make, you can make your own almond milk so easy. You just soak those almonds the night before, and it just gets off. all Because the, the nuts, like, create this barrier on the outside of them that is kind of is, is a barrier to to um, sorry to deter animals and things like that so it's it's not really tasty so when you yeah. soak them it gets rid of all that and you really get it it, it can become its most nutrient nutrient dense um, when you do that it's really interesting um, and you can do this like I said with legumes and all this kind of fun yeah. stuff and I'd highly recommend doing that and then choosing grass finished meats pasture-raised poultry and eggs and wild-caught seafood. You don't want that farmed seafood. Mm-mm. You don't want the, the meats that have the antibiotics. I mean, that's the biggest, that's one of the biggest issues. One is the way that animals are treated. Yes. You want them to be grass-fed. They're out, they're living their best lives, and eventually they're going to become a steak maybe but um you know they're they're living a life that they're not being stuck in a tiny cage or that they're not you know stuck and being stressed full of yeah because when their body is stressed that meat is going to be stressed it's going to be a byproduct of of how they are being treated so if you're not a vegan or vegetarian choose the grass finished options i mean that's one big thing i'm always like always go organic and make sure that they're grass-fed, pasture-raised, wild-caught. They're going to be so full of the the nutrients that we actually need. And yes. yeah, so those are just some some ways to instead of thinking of it as a diet, it's a way of incorpor- making it a lifestyle for you. It's not yes. hard, it's not as hard as we make it. We make no. food so difficult, right, Monica? We make it's it, so it, it we vilify food. Yes, I agree. And people have, like I said, this love-hate relationship with food. And, and we make up these crazy diets. <laughs> we do. We do. And like I said, like I, get, I bet most people didn't even know that keto actually really helps this epilepsy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it's just, it, 
if that's not for everyone. Not everyone no. needs that kind of thing. If you would, I'm going to tell you right now, if you are struggling with your weight, I'm just going to, I'm going to say it. If you are struggling with your weight and you're struggling with your energy, look at your food. Are you eating processed food? Get rid of it. Yeah. Look at the sugar intake. Get rid of it as much yeah. as you can. And I know you'll touch on that later. What are you eating that is fresh and local? Are you eating a lot of fruits and vegetables? What are you doing in those regards? And if the answer is no, if you're going out to eat all the time and you have chips in the house and you have, I'm not talking about the occasional treat, but even then you have to be careful. But it's, it's just, you be, if you are doing those things, it doesn't feel like such a pain. It doesn't feel like you are restricting yourself because all that is delicious and beautiful. Absolutely. And doesn't Kelly Levesque talk about Fab Four? Yeah. Right? Talk on that. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to have you talk on it about... Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I will talk on that. <laughs> <laughs> about how, you know, she talks about a Fab Four smoothie, the four things oh, that you should have in your smoothie, but it also translate to, translates to the plate. And I think if it does. you can correct me, it's fat, mm-hmm. fiber, mm-hmm. greens. Greens. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Protein. Protein. I'm like, I'm having a complete <laughs> brain fart. I need a. I need one of these smoothies. I'm like, so what am I doing? So when you think so, yeah. about constructing your plate, right, you should mm-hmm. have those four things. You should have protein, yep. whatever it is. You know, is it meat? Is it tofu? Is it a legume of some kind? Protein. A powder. Green. Mm-hmm. Greens. Like, you should have a nice, like, greens. Either a salad yeah. or a vegetable of some kind. Um fat you know you can put that grass-fed butter butter you can (laughs) Uh use uh you know some avocado maybe drizzle some olive oil on your salad or your vegetables um and fiber yeah fiber comes in forms of all that's two for one right a lot of vegetables lots of vegetables yeah um and filling your plate with vegetables so let me talk about this so she and and this is just so people can understand so greens uh, and the reason why that it's these four it's because of how they work together and how also great you feel. I do the Fab yeah. Four smoothie a lot, and I love it. And it's true. Protein signals to your brain that you're full. Mm-hmm. So having that in, you know, if you're eating a breakfast with a that is just a donut. <laughs> or a bagel. Or a bagel, yes. What, like anything like that, even just toast, you're going to be hungry soon. Yeah. Because you don't have that protein in there. So you need that, that bit of protein. It also contains B vitamins and minerals that help with overall food absorption which yeah. we want in our bodies. Fat increases satiety through leptin and CCK. So that means like you are fuller longer. Yeah. And I love that. Um, it makes us feel calmer and more relaxed. I'm telling you, fat is not the enemy. And people no. have made fat the enemy and it For infuriates me. Like low fat diets were like a huge thing in like the 90s. Yes. <laughs> and people were like depressed. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, if you have a low-fat diet like, if, and you feel depressed, this might be the reason, okay? Fat also slows digestion and curbs the cravings that you get. You yes. need the fat, peeps, okay? Fiber provides food for the good bacteria in your gut, and it helps you stay regular. Yes, Hello. and I will say this about fiber. I know that we've talked about this before, that I say we like the two F words around here, which are fat and fiber. Yeah. Fat to keep you full longer and help with your brain and your memory and all that good stuff and your focus. Right. But fiber also, because fiber keeps things moving, Yeah, and it helps bind the bad stuff and move it out of your body. Yeah, those toxins, yeah. Yeah. And here's what I find very shocking, is that most of us with a healthy diet, on average, we'll only consume about 15 grams of fiber. That's those are those are us that are trying to eat healthy. Yeah. And the reality is, you need more double that. You need like yeah. 35 grams of fiber a day. That's amazing. That's a lot. But <laughs> if you, it's well, it's not a lot. It's what you should be consuming. Sure. But if you consume that, you will find that you are not hungry throughout the day. Yeah. You're full longer throughout the day. You're up. You're regular, and the weight comes off. Yeah. Fiber, really fat, does. and fiber, guys. That's the secret. <laughs> it really it really is. And that's why I'm always just like, please, people vilifying fiber. I'm sorry, fat makes me just so mad. And there were so many diets and fads, like, when they were starting to kind of say, oh, we, we need low-fat diets. I understand, like, high cholesterol. We have to be careful with some of that. But 
a lot of these people who were touting this like low fat were like dying of heart disease. Yeah. <laughs> and having or getting really bad diseases and just getting super, super sick. So you need to have those. And then the other thing is greens, right? Producing It produces antioxidants that repair mm-hmm. cell damage from the environment, which we all have. Serves, serves as anti-inflammatories, anti-cancer, and detoxification agents. Like, just those alone. Just get that. Get those greens on your plate, you guys. And, I mean, it just, it helps feed your gut. It's, these four, protein, fat, fiber, and greens, are like little miracle workers. Yeah. They just, they really are. And I think that if you can kind of, Make sure your plate looks like that at every meal. You would be good to go. You're good to go. Yeah, it's not very complicated, right? It's just it's being Way mindful. Over, it's yeah. being mindful of what you have. All right, guys. So I'm gonna step away from the diet. I'm gonna talk about a specific diet that I mm. recently did, and it is life changing. I think that every if you are a lady, I think that every lady should do this diet. It's called the Hormone Reset Diet, and it's by Dr. Sarah Gottfried. And she is a doctor that specializes in hormones. So hormones are everything, guys, everything. And I am coming to realize this more and more and more. And as you may or may not know, I actually have Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid condition where the antibodies actually attack my thyroid. So basically, my body is attacking itself because it believes it's protecting it. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. But, thanks, no thanks. So your thyroid is that butterfly organ on your neck, and it produces hormones mm-hmm. that regulate, among other things, your metabolism. So having this and being diagnosed with this, I have deep-dived into hormones, <laughs> and they are my jam because I'm like, I am determined I'm going to fix and heal my thyroid. This is... <laughs> These are my goals. Goals. (laughs) Goals, girl. Right? So I found Dr. Sarah Gottfried's book. It's called The Hormone Reset Diet. It's lose up to 15 pounds in 21 days. Yes. Now, I'm going to preface this and say that it's not really a diet so much as more. It's kind of like a whole 30. It's an elimination of things for the remainder of the days to see what's triggering your body and your hormones. Yeah. Right? Everyone, go get this book. Don't do the whole 30. I just bought it. (laughs) Don't do the whole 30. Do this one. It's only 21 days. What is that? Three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. So here's how it works. 21 days and every third day you are going to eliminate something new. And everything that you're eliminating is correlated to a specific hormone. Awesome. Okay. We're going to go through it and how I went through it and how I felt. So the first thing you eliminate is red meat. Red meat is high in estrogen. And if we consume it fairly regularly, we have issues with estrogen dominance. Guys, estrogen dominance is a huge problem for a lot of you, and you don't even know that you have it. (laughs) So what are signs of estrogen dominance? Difficulty losing weight, particularly in the butts and hip area. Mm -hmm. Bloating and retention. Increased breast cup size. Mm. Mm. Depression. Yeah. Mood swings. Frequent migraines or headaches. And if you are a guy, if you have man boobs, you mm-hmm. are, you're dominant in estrogen. Probably because yeah. men eat, consume a lot of red meat. Yeah. Right? And why? It's because our beef is processed and fed with growth hormones. Right. right? The wrong beef. Yeah. Gross. So, yep. <laughs> I didn't eat meat for the whole 21 days. And I didn't miss it except for the occasional. I was like, ooh, I really want a burger. Yeah. But, <laughs> but other than that, this one was pretty easy for me so i had missed it i think (laughs) yeah this one was pretty easy for me but yeah estrogen dominance we're gonna find out that estrogen is a huge factor in your hormones yeah i mean we can we make it naturally as ladies and we need it as ladies but when we have too much of it it wrecks a habit on our entire system where it gets scary too is like when my mom before she got diagnosed with uh, endometrial cancer, mm-hmm. she was taking estrogen too, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's there's a lot linked to that kind of stuff. It's like, here's some estrogen on top of your estrogen, and right. you're also eating estrogen. <laughs> it was It's just like, yeah, completely dominating everything. Yeah. Yeah. So red meat, you can eat uh, poultry and you can eat fish. You just cannot eat any red meat whatsoever. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's grass-fed or not. No red yeah, meat. Yeah, no red meat. The second, so three days after that, the second thing you're eliminating is sugar. 
Oh, geez. Oh, my God, guys. Sugar. Sugar is everything. It's in well, everything. it's in everything. Yeah. And if you think, oh, I don't eat sweets that much, or I don't eat pastries, or I don't eat candy, I don't consume a lot of, a lot of sugar, I'm here to tell you that you are wrong. <laughs> so wrong. You do. You're so wrong. How do I know this? I know this because this was me. I was like, oh, I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't. I don't. Personally, I don't like sweet foods. Like, I don't like cakes or pies or cupcakes. Or I just, I don't like any yeah. of that stuff. I don't eat a lot of candy. I'm, I'm like, this is going to be easy. Like, I don't consume a lot of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it was so hard. First off, sugar is, it should be a drug. It is yeah. so, so addictive. And it is in everything. It's everything from your ketchup to your dressings to your spices to everything <laughs> yeah your bread why your is sugar bread and bread what is exactly. that all about? <laughs> every it's so funny so mm-hmm. sugar is all about insulin and the control your body has over insulin yeah it controls whether a calorie gets turned into energy yep. or fat yeah and if you have insulin overload which is not diabetes by the way i'm not talking diabetes that's a totally different thing yeah. if you have insulin overload all of a sudden you are storing fat right yeah so signs of insulin resistance or overload you crave sweet foods you crave carbs you have a large waist measuring more than 35 inches around okay you might have difficulty losing weight but you can gain weight really fast Mm. right if this sounds like you you probably may have an insulin problem Mm-hmm. What's important to me is that, about insulin in particular, is that this is the gatekeeper of many other hormones in your metabolism. Oh. High insulin leads to high estrogen, and it also raises testosterone. Mm. So if you have one, you're more than likely to have the other. So they all work together. <laughs> yeah. Especially insulin and estrogen. So I did no sugar for the whole 20, what is it, like 18 days? And that includes no sugar substitutes, guys. So you can't have, you know, Splenda or Equal. You can't have natural sugar either. So no honey or stevia or agave. And it also means no alcohol because booze gets converted to sugar in your body. Sure. It also meant only things like slow carbs. So sweet potatoes, quinoa, and low glycemic fruit, which are things like berries and avocado. Everything else, no go. Wow. Yeah. This was the most difficult for me, guys. I thought, like I said, that I wasn't consuming a lot of sugar and that I'd, I was wrong, right? Yeah. I, my body, that entire week, I was so lethargic. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I thought I was actually getting sick, like I was getting yeah. a fl- the flu or a cold. I was so lethargic. And then, like, on day three, the headaches started to kick in and, like, really bad. And I never get headaches. So I was like... I think on one day I was like, I got to go to the ER. I don't know what's wrong with me until I figured it out. And I was like, oh, I'm actually going through withdrawal. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going through bad withdrawals. (laughs) Yeah. So I will tell you. who doesn't eat a lot of sugar. So imagine. (laughs) Or who thought she didn't eat a lot of sugar. But, um, and I, I promise you that. You also consume a lot of sugar and are not aware of it. Yeah. But I will tell you that it took me a week to go through that withdrawal. But after the week was done, wow, what a difference. Like the continuing the rest. I was was waking up with much more energy in the morning, like ready to go. I wasn't getting a 3 p.m. slump Mm -hmm. or an Mm -hmm. after lunch slump. It was gone. I was sleeping better. Yeah. Sugar, guys, is the devil. It's so good, but so bad for you. (laughs) So the next thing I had to cut was leptin. And we just kind of talked about this, which leptin is essentially fruit. But leptin works to regulate your fat cells. It regulates lean body mass and satiety, like how the feeling you feel when you get full. Yeah. Leptin is also insulin sister, and both work together. So how do you know if you have a leptin problem? All you want to do is eat. You love drinking soda or juice. You have fatigue after exercising. So if you Mm -hmm. work out, not like if you've worked out really hot and you're tired, but like maybe just worked out and you're like, why am I so tired? You have joint problems. You have increased fat in the skin covering the tricep area. So those wing bat arms. Oh, God help us. Wing bat arms. (laughs) The jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Where no matter what you're doing, you still, they still, it's still there. Yeah. And if you have trouble sleeping, it's also, if you know, if you have Lipton 
a leptin problem. Wow. So for the rest of the days, we are now removing all fruit. <sighs> yes. And this one was also hard for me because yes. fruit was, what was remaining was how I was getting my sugar fi- fixed. But after a couple of days, you just, you don't realize it. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. That's, we're, that's three, six, we're only nine days in. <laughs> I was like, oh my Lord. Okay. Yeah. Remember, it's only 21 days, guys. So in you know, hindsight, it's actually only three weeks. It's not that it's not that long. It's not even a month. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> the next one is equivalent to sugar. And some of you might not like it and you're gonna like drop off and say, Oh hell no. But it is caffeine. <laughs> I said I said coffee real quiet. So I was like, <laughs> I bet that's what she's about to talk about. <laughs> yes. And it caffeine, is yeah. caffeine, which of course that includes coffee, but then right. also cl- includes mm-hmm. tea, like you know, caffeinated teas. So and, good and all that. And also includes decaf coffee because decaf coffee still has caffeine. Okay. Yeah, so you were trying to cheat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Caffeine, this this is when is really important. Caffeine regulates cortisol. We talk about mm-hmm. cortisol in here all the time. We talk about this hormone. It regulates your metabolism, which controls your weight and your sleep. So do you have trouble sleeping? Do you have anxiety? Do you suffer from burnout? Because my guess is if you are, you're having multiple cups of coffee throughout the day, right? Yeah, yes. You have reflux. Do you have indigestion frequently? If so, you might have a cortisol problem. Caffeine as a whole, guys, is not great for our bodies. It is actually an inflammation creator. It creates yeah. inflammation throughout your entire body. So for me, I didn't, I wasn't a huge coffee drinker. I would drink coffee in the morning, every morning actually. And sometimes yeah. I would drink it in the afternoon. But what I realized when I eliminated it was that I don't really like coffee. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? No, seriously, I was like, why am I, why am I drinking coffee? I don't actually like the taste of coffee all that much. What I was missing was the warm cream and the sugar. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's the part of coffee I like. Uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't actually me missing the coffee part. So I actually replaced it. Yeah, and I'm drinking hot water with lemon. Yeah, which craves which serves my hot craving every now and then. I'll have like a matcha latte. Yeah, or some kind of like good for you caffeine caffeinated drink but otherwise i have removed the coffee entirely because i realized in those three days or more than three days but i realized in the time that i was like i don't even like it why am i drinking this i think i drank it because i thought that's what grown-ups drink yeah to be completely 100 percent honest yeah well because it's true i mean that's what everybody and everybody's like oh but coffee first you know what i mean like it's a thing so yeah yeah the next thing i uh, eliminated was grain, grain-free. So now I'm already gluten-free because of my thyroid. So this one was non, didn't matter. Yeah. It was not very hard, excuse me. Um, so, but for most of you who eat gluten or who eat grain, grain mm-hmm. is really hard on the body. It's yeah. so difficult to digest for your body. It's so difficult. Do you have bloating all the time, especially after eating? Do you have anxiety and depression? Is it hard for you to lose weight? Do you have brain fog? Fatigue, migraines, headaches, you have a sensitivity to gluten. Gluten actually mimics, or sensitivity to gluten actually mimics a thyroid issue most times. Mm. So if you feel like you maybe have a thyroid issue, one, go to the doctor, but two, try eliminating gluten, see if that makes you feel any better. Because grain and gluten causes blood sugars to spike, which Mm. leads your body to storing more fat. Do you see how all of this goes together? It's all so linked. (laughs) It all goes together, and it's all about hormones. Yeah. The next one is dairy-free. So this Mm. one was also fairly easy for me. I don't consume, other than cheese, I do love cheese. I don't consume very much dairy. But the reason dairy is so bad for you is that dairy is one of the top foods that contribute to excess inflammation. There's so many of you who are actually allergic to dairy. Oh, yes. And they say a lot of adults actually are. Yeah. Aren't you allergic to dairy? Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant. (laughs) Yeah, this includes weight gain. But it's also why I always tell all my acne-prone ladies, stop consuming dairy. It creates inflammation upon inflammation. Do you have a puffy face, bloating, irritable bowel? Do you have tendency to have sinus infections? That's what I didn't know about. Yeah. Yeah. And you have an intolerance to dairy. Yeah, and if you do, true. And if you do, and you cut it out in three days, you will notice a significant reduced inflammation throughout your entire body. Yeah. If you are actually allergic to it, even if you're not, you'll notice it. Crazy, right? <laughs> so crazy. I and it's so true. The sinus infection one. Yeah. 
or just like being stuffy a lot, you know, it's yeah. just like, it and they say this extra mucus and this extra, they say it, uh, you get like stuffy maybe like after a meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah. I was like, oh, that's so funny. I never realized it. Yeah. Yep. And the last thing to remove is toxins. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time around all here. All the time. That's all our jam. the time, right? Fatigue, withdrawal symptoms from any of these we just talked about. It's just like achy joints. If you have dark circles or bags under your eyes, a puffy looking face and or bad breath. Oh, jeez. Yes. Talkin- toxins are such a body burden. And whether you believe it or not, they are affecting your health and they are making you fat. Wow. <laughs> they are making you fat. Toxins make you numb to insulin and leptin. And yeah. have you learned that most everything is about insulin yet? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So how do you detox the toxins? Well, I hope you listen to Danae and I over here. Yeah, <laughs> And you please. start with things like your beauty routine and your cleaning routine, and you remove all the things we talk about all the time, parabens, fragrance, phthalates, right? Yep, yep. You eat more fiber. We just talked about this. Up to 35 grams a day moving. because fiber binds metabolic blockers, aka toxins, and yeah. flush them out. Um, uptake your alkaline forming foods, and the best way to do that is hot water with lemon in yeah. the morning. That's so good. Yes. So if there's any reason for you to go green in your beauty routine, it's so you can lose the fat. Interesting. Like I, don't, I bet most people would not link those two. Nope. It's true, though. Yep. It creates, actually, all the toxins create an imbalance in your testosterone is what's yeah. happening. Wow. Crazy, right? Okay. Any questions? <laughs> so you did this for 21 days. What was, like, what did your meals look like? What was, uh, what did you have for breakfast? Let's let's say, like, one day, pick, tell me what you had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, for breakfast, they usually contain, contained of a protein, so I would make, like, an egg. hmm And with some spinach, yeah. usually. So basically, my diet just, it really changed to whole, whole food eating. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, and then, or something really small, and then I would um, follow that up with probably a smoothie, a fat for smoothie of some kind. Okay, awesome. And that's it. First, though, I forgot to say I would start with hot water and lemon because that became my coffee. Yeah. Um, lunch was looking like a really nice, big, healthy salad. Yeah. With chicken, usually, for my protein. Mm-hmm. And dinner was... Uh, to be honest, by dinner, I wasn't hungry. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I, I found myself that I was hungry less as the day would go on just because I was filling up so well with, a, with Greens that. and proteins I was trying to get in that yeah. fiber and all those vegetables. I was trying to get it. She does say in the book that you wanted, your goal is to get a pound of vegetables in a day. Oh, yeah. Which is achievable, actually, if you make a really big salad. So Totally. You know, I was full, but lunch would be chicken, a vegetable of some kind, yeah. salad. Yeah. Like really simple. Not and you guys know that I am not a cook and I do yeah. not like to cook. <laughs> so like really simple, easy to do. Um, yeah. And so I, they would do this for twenty one days, get mm-hmm. the book, right? I just got the book. I want to try this. Do it for twenty one days, see how you feel coming off of it and just kind of going back into maybe what I was talking about, where you have really just this nutrient dense Diet where you're not diet, sorry, nutrient dense plant, um, sorry, nutrient dense, properly prepared foods, grass fed foods. Does how does she tell you to incorporate basically everything back into your life or to not? Well, (laughs) no, it kind of goes into kind of if you've done Whole 30 before, it's kind of the same thing. So you're going to be conscious of how you feel in the beginning, eliminating it. Sure. And then you're going to do the same thing. You're going to eliminate, you're going to introduce one, one by one, right? You're going to introduce it and you're going to see how you feel. Yeah. Do you notice all the things that you had before? Are you bloated? Do you feel tired? Do you do this? Then if you do, then you know that, for instance, meat is a trigger for you so that maybe... You don't have to eliminate it forever, but you know that meat should not be one of the big major staples in your diet. It should be special occasions, every once in a while, whatever. Uh, Yeah. So same kind of thing, right? I'm going to tell you guys that I I personally didn't lose 15 pounds. Like, that's what the book says. Yeah. But caveat, I am dealing with my thyroid issue and medication, so that's still not all great. But I will tell you that I look like I lost 15 pounds because <laughs> the inflammation in my body is gone. Like, wow. first of all, I didn't think that, first of all, I didn't think I had inflammation in my body. Yeah. Two, 
uh, hello, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> a lot of inflammation, right? I, my face is thinner. The, yeah. This is the most noticeable to me. Like, I can look back at pictures, like, last month, and yeah. my face looks fuller and just, I don't want to say fatter, but it looks fuller and puffy, and now sure. it doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't. Um, my, But that's all the way through every part of my body. My stomach is flatter. There's still fat on my stomach, but my stomach internally and like just it just is flatter, sure. and I can feel it. It's flatter. Flatter. I'm no longer bloated. Yeah. I I'm no longer tired in the middle of the day again with the 3 p.m. slump. I sleep really good, right? Yeah. So, and you've I, cut coffee, so you you did incorporate cut that. How I about cut, sugar? What's the situation with sugar? So I've realized that sugar is a huge trigger for me. Yeah. I when I consume sugar, I get very fatigued almost immediately yeah and i just feel lost yeah and i think it also inflames me i haven't sure. had so much so that it's like whatever but i think that sugar is a so i have minimal sugar yeah it's impossible it's really i it's mean it's not to, impossible yeah. it's hard but you know like you know every now and then i'll have an arnold palmer the yeah. lemonade has sugar and the tea has caffeine but whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, well, interesting. that's that's awesome. I yeah. like I said, I got the book because you inspired me, and I was like, I think I want to try this. Just the the hormone reset again. We're not saying like do this for the forever, but no. again, it it still goes back to bio individuality because when you're taking things out of your diet over this 21 day period, if you add them back in and you feel great, maybe that's something that your body needs and is okay with. Yeah. And other other things, and I'm not saying like excess sugar, nobody needs that. That's not, that's yeah. not a nutrient dense food. Um, but you can figure out after you do it, what really the, the healthiest course of action for you is. At, at, and also just like Whole30, it makes you very aware of what you w- were eating. Yeah. So if you were eating a lot of meat, you know, you go three day, 21 days without meat, you're like, dang, maybe I was eating a lot of meat. Maybe eating too and much I meat. Didn't, and I didn't realize that, right? Or yeah. maybe I was consuming a lot of sugar and I had no idea that I was consuming that much sugar. Right. Yeah. I think everyone should do this. I think every woman should do this because hormones already wreck a habit on, on our body. Yeah. Like, they're so hard to regulate. And being a lady on top of that is just... <laughs> You know, you feel me. I I know. (laughs) I think you should all do this. I think the hardest part for people will be the sugar. Yeah. And and I think the booze. There's a lot of you ladies who like to come home and decompress with a wine, a glass of wine. A glass of wine, (laughs) yeah. That's just sugar. Oh, right. It's it's inflammation. It adds so much inflammation. Right. Yeah. Caffeine is the other one. Like a lot of you can't give up your coffee. Hello. Okay. Moms and their coffee. (laughs) Like, what do you do? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think those two things: caffeine, sugar, and the booze. Yeah. So but it's only you. it's only for twenty one days, so yeah. three so weeks. You we're gonna challenge you to try it, ladies. Get the you book. You might find you might find that you do it, and then all of a sudden you lose the weight, and then you keep on doing it, and, and the you weight feel so just, great. The weight will just continually to fall off on its own because you have you have allowed whatever that hormone that was in havoc to reset, mm-hmm. which is exactly the point of this whole entire. And book. even if you don't need to lose weight, I say do it anyway. Yeah, I mean we all have those hormones. And I mean, it could just, you could just start feeling better, sleeping better or whatever it is by eliminating some of this. It's like an experiment. Yes. It's all about hormones though. Everything is about hormones. It's what I've decided. (laughs) That is so good. I think a lot of it is for sure about hormones and yeah, I could talk about this subject all day long and how I feel about it and how I feel about diets and all that. Um, so we hope today that you definitely have learned something new and maybe a different way to look at food. Yeah. And maybe getting off kind of that diet, um, train and, and looking at foods and the way you eat, the way you move and your just lifestyle in a different way. Instead of being restrictive, be joyful when you get to eat because you're going to eat the healthy foods, the good foods. Yeah. So I wanted to leave you with a fun kind of little a little bit of a quote, but it's about nine different things that help with health. So good health is more simple than it is complicated. Yes. And some key barometers that we have to think about are regular bowel movements. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the BM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very important. Our digestive system is yes. actually probably one of the biggest um, factors in our health. Really, it is. 
Uh, number two is reasonable energy levels. So you gotta have you gotta be able to walk upstairs without getting winded. Yeah. So you have to think about that, and and that's an easy fix. Just start moving more. Yeah. Healthy blood work. Sometimes we just need to get tested to see what's going on. Are we deficient in something? You know, sometimes we don't even think to ask our doctor that. We just go for an annual checkup, blah, blah, blah. But maybe get some get some blood work and see yeah. what, what your levels are at and where maybe you need to supplement something. Um, another thing is emotional intelligence. This is all part of health. And so read and, and get that brain moving. Yeah. Number five, healthy inflammation levels. We just talked about yes. this, right? This is one of the key barometers. If you have really bad inflammation, cut out some of that stuff that's causing that inflammation. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> uh, number six is regular relaxation. How many people don't do this? Stress makes you yeah. gain weight. Because it Stress increases cortisol. Yep. Increases cortisol. It means you're not sleeping as good, which also increases cortisol. cortisol. There's a lot that goes back to that cortisol that we said. Yeah. So again, a, a good pro- a barometer to be be measuring is you're getting that relaxation, soul nourishment. What's good for you? I go to church. <sighs> I read my Bible and pray. But I need my soul nourishment. But what is that for you? If maybe it's church. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's getting out in nature. Whatever it is to where you can just rejuvenate, right? This yeah. is very important for your health. Um, number eight is nothing related to food. It's a vision of purpose. Yes. When you don't have a purpose, when you don't have a vision, you, there's a lot of depression that can go yeah. along with that. You feel like, what is my life's purpose? purpose? Why does it even matter? It's so important for your health to have a vision of where you're going, to feel like you have a purpose. Yeah. And number nine is healthy relationships. And that's really important because they can be toxic, right? Yes. We're talking about getting rid of toxins. And so we want to have the good people in our life. We want to have drama-free relationships. So yeah, good health is a lot simpler than we make it with all these rules and regulations. If we can just focus on these key areas and try to be in tune with all of them, we're going to be healthier all around and our bodies will function better. So yeah, don't don't keep compl- complicating it, you guys. Simplify yeah. it. I love that, guys. Okay, guys. Well, we're glad you're still here. If you're here with us today, we know that was a lot of information to take in. But we want to thank you so much for joining us today. And, of course, every week, we, show, we hope we showed you how you can achieve a healthy diet slash lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> easily and uncomplicated if you like today's episode don't forget to give us a five-star rating subscribe and leave us a review also don't forget to join our private facebook group come in and get on in the discussion and tell us what diet you are currently on and if it's working or not working yeah we'd love to hear about it and as always follow us on instagram at oh well podcast we love you wellness babes from today and i we wish you the most healthy diet week ever and we hope you be well Bye, guys. Bye.